Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 Ah, here we go. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast, the Sunday Huge Show. Show on hundreds of radio stations is now well underway here in the Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today on those hundreds of radio stations in front of this Sig Sauer Platinum and very powerful microphone. And, of course, it's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Greg, because we are live on video, would you be kind enough to please tell people where they can watch the show as long as they're not driving before we go to our first guest? Uh, sure, absolutely. Just head on over to armedamericanradio.org. Uh, on that website, you'll see all the links there. Be sure to click that watch live so you can see Mark in 10K if you're doing something important like driving, like he just mentioned. Let's not watch and drive. So head on over to the Listen Live link. When you click that one, you'll see two subsequent links. One's going to be for the Daily Defense broadcast, which happens Monday through Friday. The other is for this broadcast right here, the Sunday MonsterCast. So be able to or be sure to click appropriately. If you've missed an episode of either of these two broadcasts, we'll head on over to the podcast link and catch up on any episodes you may have missed. If you're a fan of the show and you'd like to support it, we'll head on over to the shop link and pick you something nice up over there. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Boom, pow, shazam, and you'll be in participating all over the place. Radio, television sets, chats. We watch them throughout the program. Let's go to our first guest, the great Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, and get this party started today. Mr. Gottlieb, how are you today, my friend? Fine. Great to be with the party. It's always a pleasure to have you here, and it's always a party when you're here. Alan, let's start. I want to start with Oregon, because right before we went on air, I had a brief conversation uh, via text, albeit, with Kevin Sterrett from Oregon Firearms Federation. And some big news broke out of Oregon yesterday. Adam Kraut is also mentioned in the lawsuit and in her decision. So let me let me go here. And he said, would you please read my statement on air from the website? So I'm going to do that right now. Today, Judge Karen Immergut ruled against gun owners, the Second Amendment and a basic understanding of the English language and ruled that ballot measure 114 is just fine. The decision is 122 pages and we just received it. So we've not had time to analyze it in depth. What we what we have read defies belief. While not entirely unexpected, Immergut's ruling is simple nonsense and sure to be overturned at the Ninth Circuit. That, to me, is a bold statement, but we'll ask you about that in a second. When faced with the clear and undeniable issues about all magazines being banned and the permit system being completely unworkable, she essentially said, quote, unquote, 
Not my problem. We are sure there will be plenty of parsing of this absurd decision in the coming days, but it was clear from the very first day that Immergut was both painfully ignorant and in the pocket of Oregon's far-left Department of Justice. No doubt it took this long for her to come up with a reason to reach this conclusion when none of the facts were on her side. Please keep in mind ballot measure 114 is still prevented from going into effect because of the state court decision in Harney County. A full trial on the merits there will be held in September. Alan, I got through of the 122 pages about half of it before we aired today. I'd like your comments on what's happening in Oregon, and we have listeners throughout the state on many stations right now. What can we talk about with them, and how can we make them feel a little bit better? Well, I think they'd feel a lot better if they read the decision because it's so off the wall that it probably helps us in the long run with all these cases on these various bands of magazines and you know, and so-called assault weapons around the country. I mean, this woman actually said that nobody uses anything more than a 10-round magazine for self-defense, and 10-round magazines are, quote-unquote, not used in self-defense, anything above a 10-round magazine. I mean, that's just lunacy. And for her to make a decision like that, that's that's not based on the law. Uh, I mean, not you know, it's not, not based on law. It's not based on the Constitution. It's not based on the Bruin decision or the Heller decision. She's just arbitrarily saying that, and it's not going to stand up. I agree with Kevin Sturrett. Uh, that, you know, in a statement he made, uh, I'm not sure we're going to win it so easily at the Ninth Circuit directly. But this is all, the, every time they, they, they're they doing this, it's forcing the Supreme Court to virtually have to look at this whole issue. And that's what we're trying to drive it to from either one circuit, Ninth Circuit, or a different circuit. We're going to get one of these cases for the Supreme Court and stamp all this nonsense out. Well, I hope you're right. Alan, on my reading of it, it seemed to me, that she was stretching to try to comply with Thomas's new view on how the Second Amendment has to be looked at by the courts. She went out of her way to try to find analogous I can't, I don't want to say law, I guess, from founding era and gave us a, I guess, in her mind, an education on magazine capacity, et cetera, which is something you just touched on. Did you get this sense, like I did when you read this, that she was really stretching hard to try to fall, to, to, to try to, I'm, I'm going to say, pretend to fall in line with Bruin in her decision? Well, Mark, that's what we're seeing from all these anti-gun judges. They know they have to address Bruin somehow. And so what they're trying to do is stretch everything they can uh, and, and, and pretend that Bruin isn't really what it said. Uh, yeah, I got that impression, uh, most definitely. Yeah, you came away from that right. But it's not just her decision. Any anti-gun judge is making these rulings. When you take a look at it, that's exactly what they're doing because they can't come up with any real logic otherwise. You have to, like, make it up as they go. Yeah, it's a mess. Let's talk briefly about state court. As Kevin mentions in his statement, and we're we're, have, we're planning on having Kevin on the program Monday, Tuesday uh, this week to talk about this in greater detail, listeners. We'll, we'll talk directly to him. But keep in mind, ballot measure 114 is still prevented from going into effect because of the state court decision in Harney County. A full trial on the merits there will be held in September. What happens if there's a different ruling in state court in Harney County, what happens to the to the federal court versus state court here? How does that well, play out? They're playing out separately right now. So if the state court rules in our favor, we win, uh, no matter what the federal court said, unless it reaches the point where the U.S. Supreme Court strikes down what the state court 
is going to rule. And, and, and I don't think if the state court rules in our favor, the Supreme Court's going to strike that down. Uh, so it, it doesn't mean anything. It's just two parallel cases and two sets of courts. Neither court have more say than the other court does o- over the laws. And so if one court strikes it down, it's going to be struck down until the other side tries to appeal it. Uh, and event, and again, coming out of state court, they'd have to appeal it to the you know state Supreme Court first. And then after ruling from the state Supreme Court, whichever way it goes, could then get appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. So uh, the Supreme Court can only take cases out of, out of federal court or from state Supreme Courts. So it, it doesn't do a whole lot to us right this minute. Uh, eventually, again, it's going to end up in SCOTUS's hands, and I believe when SCOTUS gets it, they're going to rule in our favor. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's 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 from Mr. Alan Gottlieb. And, Alan, I'm with you on that. I think uh, clearly this is going to go the distance. I do believe it's going to go the distance. There's no doubt it's going to get into the into the Oregon State Supreme Court. And, I, I, you know, I'm not as confident as Kevin seemed to be that we'll win this on the Ninth Circuit. You made that comment again. Now, he's looking at a, likely a three-judge panel, which we could see a victory there. But then, of course, it's going to go higher. So this does go the distance, right? You think this does wind up in the Supreme Court's hand, but then we'll leave it and move to something else. Well, let's say this way. The three-court panel either rules our way or doesn't rule our way. One side or the other is then going to appeal it no matter what. Right. And probably get appealed in bonk first to the Ninth Circuit into an in bonk much larger panel. We have a very hard time winning on the in bonk panels uh, in the Ninth Circuit. Uh, but then, then you got SCOTUS. Personally, I think this issue is going to get decided from a different case in a different circuit that's going to get to SCOTUS quicker. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen in Oregon, there is good news on the horizon. Sadly, this is going to have to be fought. Any idea on a time frame here? I I hate to ask that question, but I know people are thinking it in Oregon particularly. Any idea how long it's going to take something like this to play out? I think they're thinking about it all across the country, not just in Oregon, because we have similar type cases in multiple circuits all across the country from multiple states uh, that lots of people are looking at. Uh, one of them is going to get to SCOTUS for sure. I'm positive of that. I can't say okay. for sure which one it's going to be. Uh, I have a feeling it very well may be our Maryland suit uh, from Maryland that gets there. But I think what SCOTUS is probably going to do is decide magazine capacity and its open ban at the same time. All right. I I hope that's the case. Oregon, keep your chin up. We'll get there. It's just a mess. When we come back from this break, I want to take Alan to Maryland, and I also want to take Mr. Gottlieb then to Hawaii, and then we're going to hopscotch across the country, back across the Pacific, and across the lower 48 to Massachusetts. It's a mess out there, ladies and gentlemen. The anti-gunners brew it there. You know, we refer to Trump derangement syndrome. There's Bruin derangement syndrome playing out across the country in blue states across the nation as each of these blue states tries to defy the Supreme Court. We'll talk about Maryland. We'll talk about Hawaii. And then we'll talk about Massachusetts with Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. We'll be back with Mr. Gottlieb right after this break on the flip side, about four minutes away. Then I'm going to remind you that it's GRPC time. You can visit SAF.org to register right now. We'll talk about that in a minute.
Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus one rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig Light night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. 
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Indeed, you can thank Daniel Defense for the video if you're watching us on your television sets or your devices. Welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group studios. Mark Walters on the Sig Sauer mic here for you. All of it being brought to you by X Insurance. We're going to go right back to Mr. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Alan, during the break, I see a message here in the text for you. Mark, for Alan, can the Supreme Court hold someone in contempt of court for ignoring their decisions? Um, I don't know of a case where they've actually done that. I think what would happen is a lower court might be doing it, where the lower court would then hold somebody in contempt for it. But you're not going to see that in a case where an elected official or another judge makes a ruling or or proposes legislation. Uh, The court will strike the legislation down uh, and and, and work that way. They're not going to I doubt if they're going to hold anybody in contempt. Okay, Mark, there's your your answer for that. Thanks for the question. Appreciate it. You got an answer straight from Alan Gottlieb. SAF files reply brief and challenge of Maryland CCW law. Now, Alan, this case, like the rest of them, this is Novotny versus Moore. The lawsuit focuses in Maryland on SB1, a bill that was signed by uh, Maryland Governor Wesley Moore, which has added new restrictions on where legally licensed citizens may carry firearms for personal protection. Maryland is attempting to wildly expand so-called sensitive places in an attempt to virtually prohibit lawful licensed concealed carry in almost every venue in the state outside of someone's home or business. Now, this kind of dovetails with what we were talking about with Oregon. This is yet again Maryland's attempt at sticking their thumb in the eye of Bruin, correct? And what is our reply here? And how many cases do we have going on in Maryland right now? Wow. Well, let me first of all say that this is the second foundation case in Maryland, as is the, one of the cases in Oregon. Uh, they've got consolidated, but one of those that this judge just ruled against was, is the second foundation case as well. How many cases do we have in, in Maryland? Uh, I think there's three, one on the assault ban, one on the magazine ban, and now this one on sensitive places. So I think we've got three of our current 51, I think it is. Uh, wow. Uh, that, that we have currently active uh, are in, in Maryland. I believe roughly 17 of those, by the way, are in California. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising. At all. Do you expect the assault weapons ban and the magazine capacity ban uh, case in Maryland to be combined at some point? Uh, I think when they go up on appeal, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, if not, SCOTUS may take one one of those cases from Maryland and one of the, one of the similar cases from another state. Could be a, it could be Illinois, it could be out of the Ninth Circuit, it could be it could be a California case, which is we have those same things in California uh, filed, and they're, they've they're moved further along than the Oregon one is. Uh, we have similar cases filed in Washington. Uh, so I mean, we, we have similar cases in New York. Uh, I mean, we're, we're all we're all over the place in, in all these very blue states uh, that. Uh, where all the litigation seems to be taking place. So those cases are Second Amendment Foundation cases, and we're we're going to get one of those to the Supreme Court eventually, I'm sure of it. Okay, Uh, that's that's positive news. Uh, So Maryland, ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, when you look at Maryland, we talk about Maryland a lot. There are three separate cases that we're working on in Maryland right now, and you just heard Alan say out of 51 cases, three of those, and another 17 are out of California or California, however you want to look at it. SAF just filed an amicus brief. This uh, release was put out uh, two days ago. Second Amendment Foundation files amicus brief supporting challenge of Hawaii gun law. Now, Hawaii is a state that we've talked about 
intermittently from time to time. You had the Young case going on, uh, still working its way out there. Now we have Walford Lopez. What's happening now in Hawaii? This is, again, similar to what we're seeing in New York, right? Isn't this Hawaii doing the same thing that Hockle and the New York state legislature is doing, like Maryland and the other blue states sticking their thumb in the face of the Supreme Court decision? Yeah, this is, again, this so-called sensitive places type lawsuit. Uh, and uh, it, it, the attorney, Alan, you know, Alan Beck, filed this one. And we filed an amicus on its behalf. Uh, and so it's similar. Uh, again, there's also a similar case in California as well, which is in the Ninth Circuit. So you, you're going to see this action not just in the Ninth Circuit, but other places as well. New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Maryland. Um and so, one again, one of these are going to get to the Supreme Court. And the way these rulings are coming down, if, if they're coming down against us, some of these we've won outright, but the other side is appealing. Uh, but somewhere, one of these cases, either one of our appeals or one of their appeals is going to get to SCOTUS. And again, these judges that are ruling against us, they're so out there that they've actually made our arguments a whole lot more crystallized and, and, and coherent to, the, to what I believe the Supreme Court is looking for. So, so I'm kind of I'm kind of happy how far they're going. You know, the legislatures good. have gone, the legislatures in these states have gone crazy. Um, again, in, in this, you know, the the, the Bruin uh, derangement syndrome, so to speak. But some of the judges have even gone further and gone worse. So that makes our appeals a, a whole lot better because uh, this court can see how extreme these decisions and these laws are. So, uh, again, I think the other side is playing into our hands in the long run. In the short run, they're giving us a lot of grief, costing us a lot of money and a lot of man hours to fight this. Uh, but we're not going to go away and we're going to fight this and we're going to win. They have to know that. Alan, I guess that kind of begs this question. I'm going to assume Thomas, at the very least, and the court in general, I'm sure all of the justices had to know that this was going to occur. And because it is occurring, it's my personal belief that when the Supreme Court does act and put and, and put one of the grant cert to one of these cases, it's going to be a strong one. I, I, that's my personal belief because of the it's almost a smorgasbord that they're going to be able to choose from. Did the Supreme Court expect this? And is that what they're waiting to see play out before they take one or two of these cases? I don't know, Mark. I'm not sure the Supreme Court expected this, quite frankly. I think mm-hmm. what this court expected is the same thing I expected, that what these states would try to do is say, okay, we lost on Bruin, so now let's craft a law slightly less restrictive than got, what got struck down <laughs> and see if we can make that stick. But that's not what they've done. They've gone and doubled down, tripled down on this with war laws that are more restrictive than what Bruin struck down. I don't think the court expected that. I don't think anybody in the right mind expected that. It shows, again, how extreme our opponents are. Boy, I'll tell you, isn't that the truth? An interesting question and an interesting answer. Let's move to Massachusetts now with our remaining time. Oh, another mess in Massachusetts. And you've got another pro-gun group out there telling residents to consider moving from the state after lawmakers propose gun control bill. Massachusetts, what can you tell us? Because from everything I've read, this is worse than Oregon's. Uh, yeah, it probably is. It may be one of the worst things ever proposed anywhere. Uh, I mean, even guns have been grandfathered in that you're allowed to own now are going to be, you know, you won't be able to own them if this thing gets signed into law. Uh, we're prepared to sue on this, and we're, we're working with potential plaintiffs now. Um, you know, my hope is it doesn't get passed. We don't have to sue, but we're prepared, again, to sue if we have to. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Thank you, sir. Great news.
I, it, great news. It is good news, ladies and gentlemen, when we know that we have Mr. Gottlieb and the Second Amendment Foundation out there fighting on our behalf. Alan, with the remaining 15 seconds, we have Gun Rights Policy Conference. We can sign up and register at saf.org at September 22nd to the 24th, correct? Yes, thank you. Uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, and we're at a different hotel because the hotel we were supposed to be at had a fire. Oh. We're at the Marriott by the airport. Go to saf.org and register now. Good deal. I'm glad. Well, I just recorded a spot that's airing on the show today, and I did mention it was at that Marriott. So thankfully, it was the right spot running. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Thank you, sir, on behalf of listeners across the country for what you are doing for our right to bear arms. We'll be back right after this with John Lott. Don't go away. Long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-contact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-contact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary my pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that makes them extremely durable. I guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark, and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms, and we support Mike. Please visit mypillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts. Or call 800 978 And remember, use promo code AAR. It's, it's the like bill of rights, not the bill of needs. At that speed, I'm Alan Gottlieb, and the founder of the go, Second the Amendment Foundation. Hits you when someone says you get, we don't need right? that kind of gun, remind the them the founding fathers determined what rights like our constitution you go to should protect. Restaurants There's a world of difference between rights and needs. Hang up off the it ceiling, is not the function right? of government to tell us and they spray what we water need down or what we don't. Certainly, no one needs an assault rifle or a sidearm special. Or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of up to 150 miles per hour. In Arizona, it never gets wet. You're closed until you wet nothing. You have the right of choice. And it actually acts as an air conditioner. You have the right to read books others don't like. But if you're not in a place that has something like that, you're fucking dying. And the last two times I was out there on the boat, it wasn't. It was in the high 90s. So the next time someone tells you, we go to the marina. 
Tell them. And I walk it's the inside, Bill of rights, and as soon as I get needs. inside the, Join the, the Second Amendment Foundation place, and it's all open so this message and our with Bill the big fans blowing and shit, Call I'm dumping ice down my shirt ready to pass the fuck out from heat fucking exhaustion, dude. That's how bad it is. I, I, there ain't no way I'm going on that boat. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd Bruin through September 24th, the Gun folks, Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Uh, the great Andy Hoosier, KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker. That's Wichita's favorite son. We have a lot of listeners in Wichita right now, live. Wichita, we love you, and we love KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and of course we love Andy Hoosier. You hear him sitting in for me when I'm traveling. He will be here on the mic. He doesn't know it yet, Greg. But Andy will be here with me when I'm traveling to Arizona this week, where I will be broadcasting this program on Thursday and Friday from the Valley of the Sun. All right. And it is, it's the Valley of the Sun out there at this oh, time of year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I ain't going on no boat. No. I'm sitting in a swimming pool the whole time I'm there, or I'm not going to go. I'm going to rethink my plans. No, I'm just kidding. But it, it'll, <laughs> I will be in AC doing the show. I will not be out on the, oh. this go around. I can promise you that much. So, or, or the, the uh, weekday show, anyway. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Car Firearms Group Studios lit up for you. Six-hour mic on fire. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Moving right along, let's head over to Dr. John Lott. Dr. Lott, welcome to the program today. It is a pleasure to have you here, sir. Talk to you again. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, you, you, I'm, at the, I'm at AAR Ranch. Are you out there at John Lott Ranch? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite as <laughs> grandiose as you. <laughs> Greg, grandiose. That's a fun word to say. I like that. I'm grandiose. My, uh, my third of an acre, I'm not sure. I wouldn't try to see anybody. You have a ranch? <laughs> oh, what? John knows what he did. He just took a shot at you over there. Oh, he Shots sure fired. did. Shots I love fired. it. Shots fired across the bow. John, let's get started. How asking gun control questions differently dramatically changes the results comparing npr slash pbs versus the crime prevention research center john we've known this for a long time in particular i think you and i have spoken specifically many times for example about red flag laws if you just ask someone about a red flag law don't explain the red flag law in detail people tend to say well i like that concept until they know what it's all about if the questions are framed differently. That's true across the spectrum in gun control questions, isn't it? Let's talk a little bit about that because you have a great study yeah. up at crimeresearch.org. Yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, we've, 
talked about red flag laws. We've talked about universal background checks before. So the way red flag law questions are asked, uh, they'll say, do you support uh, a judge being able to temporarily take away somebody's guns who is a danger to themselves or others? And the way that's asked, you'll get two, two to one or even three to one support for that law. What's not made clear to anybody is that's actually already the law in all the states. That's what civil commitment laws are. But if you if you go and you'll say things like, uh, does your opinion of the law change if you're told that there is no hearing that occurs before the guns are taken away or you're told that uh, there are no mental health care professionals involved in the process, then it goes from two to one support to almost two to one opposition. And, uh, you know, you see similar types of things with universal background checks. Usually the way those questions are framed is, do you think criminals should be able to go and get guns? Do you want to try to use background checks to stop it? And of course, everybody agrees with that. If you go and you'll say things like uh, you have a female friend of yours who calls you up in the evening. Uh, her ex is threatening to come over and harm her. Uh, and she's asking you if she, she can temporarily borrow your gun. Uh, you know she's well-trained. You know she has no criminal background. Do you think it ought to be a felony for you to lend her your gun temporarily? And people then go from having almost 90% support for those laws to actually being opposed to them. So, you know, the devil's in the details. He's boiling down uh, these laws to one sentence, um, which, you know, it's understandable why they make them so short, uh, can be misleading or downright wrong. Uh, so anyway, there is this NPR PBS poll, our tax dollars at work uh, right. in May, uh, that got a lot of attention. It was covered by USA Today and The Hill and many other news outlets. Of course, uh, the hundreds of um, PB NPR stations and uh, PBS stations across the country, many hundreds covered it. Um, kind of the headline of the, of the survey was, uh, by a large margin, uh, Americans uh, prefer uh, controlling gun violence to protecting gun rights. And, you know, I'm thinking about this. Obviously, gun control people want to be labeled as supporting safety and reducing violence. But I know you'll be shocked by this, but I also support reducing violence. I know so do I. probably hard... Yeah, I know. I would like to believe people on both sides of the debate support that. And so, you know, to I, I don't I don't argue the positions that I do because I support, quote, gun rights. I I argue the positions I do because I think it makes people safer. That's what got me into this debate and issue. And that's what keeps me there. Uh, if I found something different in terms of my results and what have you, it would change my opinion on that but um so we decided to kind of redo the survey questions in a and what i would consider a less biased manner so rather than having it protecting gun rights versus controlling gun violence uh the way we did the survey was which of the following methods do you think is more effective in reducing violent crime allowing uh -huh. people to protect themselves with guns or enacting stricter gun laws. You still got slightly more people supporting enacting stricter gun laws, but 
the difference between the two wasn't really statistically significantly different. Um, so you go from, I mean, the way they had done it was 60% supported controlling gun violence and only 38% supported protecting gun rights. Uh, so there was a big statistically significant difference the way uh, public media had done it. And there are other questions that they have there too. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, they asked about stand your ground laws. And uh, the way they phrased stand your ground laws, uh, I thought was also pretty biased. They say some states have enacted legislation known as stand your ground laws. Under those laws, people who are in a public place and believe that their life or safety is in danger are allowed to kill or injure people who they think are threatening them. Uh, do you approve or disapprove of these laws? And they found uh, more people supported those laws by 58% to 40%. But you know, I wanted to see how would support change if we put what I thought would be a more accurate uh, discussion of it. So, you know, it's not just that you think that, you know, you have can go and, and shoot and kill somebody. Uh, you have to, there's kind of a reasonable person standard that's there. A reasonable person would have to believe that. And even then, you just can't go shoot somebody. It has to be proportional to the, the risk mm-hmm. that you're facing. So so uh, we, asked, we wrote the question, say some states have enacted legislation known as stand your ground laws. Under those laws, a person who is in a public place and in a situation where a, quote, reasonable person, end quote, will believe they are at serious risk of death or injury is allowed to use necessary force that is proportional to the harm they face without having to retreat as far as possible. Do you approve or disapprove of this? And rather than the 58 uh, to 40 split that they had, uh, we get 66 percent uh, approving to only 23 percent disapproving. So. You know, the changes we made, we made it clear that it's a reasonable person standard. We -hmm. made it clear that uh, you have to actually be facing serious injury, serious risk of injury or death. Um, And and the force that you use has to be proportional to the harm. Those are important qualifications, I think. And you can see that it goes from uh, the 20, the 18 percentage point gap that they have to a 43 percentage point gap uh, by, by just rephrasing that. John, when we come back from the break, I'm, a break, I'm going to ask you a question related to their thought process regarding why they ask the question the way they do. And I, I'm not going to ask you to get into their head, but just for an opinion. We're continuing the conversation with Dr. John Lott. You can help John and help us at crimeresearch.org. We'll be right back. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. 
As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics, Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Hi 
It's Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. All right, welcome back inside Armed American Radio Ranch Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walters in front of this very powerful Sig Sauer Platinum microphone. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. Have you picked up the cooling pillow yet from my pillow? There's a two-for-one going over there, Greg, I think you mentioned a few days ago. Take advantage of that by using the AAR promo code. Those pillows work. In fact, I'm thinking of taking mine with me to Arizona, but I'm not going to be that person. Uh, it sounds like so, a good idea to me. But it does sound like a good idea, doesn't it? it uh, it's going to be so it, hot. It really does. And, you know, it would fascinate me. I just want to see if that cooling pillow does what it does here. And it's hot here, too. Uh, yeah. It's hot where you are. So if you have them, you know they work. <laughs> good heavens. But, all right, welcome back, guys. Let's go back to Dr. John Lott, founder of CrimeResearch.org. And you can support CrimeResearch.org by visiting and do like I do and do like Greg does and donate a few bucks a month, whether it's 5 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 whatever you got, one-time donation. Dr. Lott needs your support over there. He supports Armed American Radio. So support these studies. Everything that John does is found there. There's more information than I could go through on this program. I can promise you it would take me a year to do it. John, welcome back. The question I want to ask you is, you know, when you talk NPR and PBR, PBR, (laughs) PBS, wonder where mind a mind is, Greg, PBR. Isn't that a isn't that a beer that's not beer? There you go, PB, PBS and NPR. John, they ask these questions, and I like you. I see these questions, and it kind of angers me. Do you think that it's intentional? They ask the question that way, or is it just they think they're being fair because of an inherent built-in bias that they don't even know? And I'm not asking you to get in their head, but you've done this for a long time. Do you think this is intentional? Maybe sometimes, not all the time, maybe depending on the outlet? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I guess I've come to believe that sometimes it is intentional, but I can't, uh, I can't be sure. I mean, yeah. I, I look at it. I mean, I, I'm sure these guys honestly believe it is a debate between people who just you know, have some fetish for guns on the one side versus those who care about safety. And to them, they just don't understand how somebody could possibly link gun ownership to safety. Uh, They think the world would be better off if guns were banned. Uh, You know, the problem is, is that there's a large portion of the country that would disagree with them. And the way they're asking the question, I think, uh, skews the results, as you can see. I mean, these are mm-hmm. huge differences in these survey results based, you know, so like uh, if they want to say, do you support gun rights or controlling violence? Uh, they get, uh, you know, a 22 percentage point gap uh, when we and it's statistically significantly different. Uh, when we ask it, it's essentially no difference uh, statistically between the two answers. Uh, and, you know, uh, it, but the problem is, is that whether it be uh, the issues of, um, of uh, red flag laws or universal background checks or, uh, you know, they have other questions in here about uh, mass shootings and what type of regulations you want to have for those it's used all the time to go and push uh, the debates that they have. Look, 
We have a lot more work. I mean, we're at the Crime Prevention Research Center. We're just trying to raise money right now to go and hire uh, somebody who can go and help us deal with social media to try to reach out uh, to young people in different Mm -hmm. ways than we've been doing so far. Uh, But, you know, it's uh, somehow we have to go out. I mean, I try to write op-ed pieces that go and hit uh, kind of broader audience too much of of what we do uh, is in the bubble of uh, people who view the same things. You know, we go to conferences where everybody has the same view. Uh, you know, your radio show is important, but obviously there's a certain type of person that listens to your radio show, uh, not the same type of person that listens to NPR or PBS, uh, you know, for the people who did the survey. And they'll never hear uh, the alternative viewpoint uh, that we're talking about. So somehow we have to reach out to those individuals and expose people to, because I'm sure a lot of their audience, it never dawns on them, just like it probably doesn't dawn on the people who are putting these questions together, that they're people who think that both sides believe that they're, you know, trying to make people safer. Uh, I, you know, if anything, I think our you know, allowing people to protect themselves makes people safer and and gun bans, whatever, makes people less safe. But I'm not going to go and ask a survey question that says, uh, do you support uh, allowing people to have guns to improve safety or uh, gun regulations that will make people less safe? I'm not going to go and make a survey question like that. Well, John, you know, I would make the argument because it happened to me personally that my gun did control violence because I stopped two individuals that were hell bent on violence towards me when I pulled my gun on them and I never had to pull the trigger. See, to me and other people don't understand that. Right. Look, I mean, it seems pretty straightforward to me. And obviously, I agree with you uh, on that stuff. But, uh, you know, Uh, unfortunately, there's a large portion of the population that doesn't see it that way. And somehow we have to reach out to them. We have to go and expose the bias that's here in terms of the way these things are set up. Well, let me throw this at you because we've only got about a minute and a half left. I'm going to toss it to you now. Real Clear Politics, your piece on the 12th and an op-ed at Real Clear Politics. Guns are not the leading cause of children's deaths. This is not hard to figure out. To me, this is intentional. And sadly, even Fox repeats this nonsense, but they're not the leading cause of of children's death. But it's out there. It's in the vernacular. They use it all now. Nobody does the research. Nobody goes and looks at the truth. You do. Tell us quickly about your real clear politics piece. And we've only got about 30 seconds. I apologize. Right. Well, I mean, there are lots of problems with how they measure it. I mean, do you go and and include look at homicides rather than murders? Uh, You know, but even with that, if you. If you go and look at for everybody under 18, which probably would be considered children at best, um, you find that uh, motor vehicle deaths and suffocations are ranked higher than 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 deaths from guns. Um, I mean, there are other issues there. People can go to our website at crimeresearch.org and see the breakdown. But we show in multiple different ways it's it's misleading. Yeah, well, first off, let me thank you for for that. We talked about this briefly on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense last week about this op-ed. But to me, it seems very simple. Yet I ask that question again. Is there if you're a journalist, are you not? Is there nobody out there honest enough 
that will go and look at these numbers and understand the difference between an adult and a child? Or does it just fit your narrative and or are you being told what you have to do? Stand up. Take a stand. Be honest. Tell the truth. It's not hard to figure this out. John Locke, CrimeResearch.org. John, thanks for being here. Oh, and real quick, John, before I let you go, somebody showed me a picture of a hat the other day I got a real kick out of, and I thought about it. It said, Montana is a terrible place to live. Tell all your friends. So if you're a liberal thinking about moving to Montana, it's a really terrible place to live. Tell all your friends. And to all of our friends in Montana listening in cities across that beautiful state, I think you know what I'm talking about. John Locke, CrimeResearch.org. Thank you, my friend, for being here. We appreciate it very much, John. Thank you. You betcha. John Locke, crimeresearch.org. Ladies and gentlemen, please support John. Go read what he puts out. The information is there at your fingertips at crimeresearch.org. Coming up next, a great hour. A.W.R. Hawkins will be back. Oh, we love A.W.R. Hawkins. And following him, Stephen Gutowski from The Reload will be here, followed by a classic AAR roundtable. See it six minutes after on the flip side. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary my pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR.